Joining us now is criminal defence lawyer Marie Dyberg. As mentioned a moment ago, the sentencing of the Christchurch mosque shooter starts tomorrow. So what we can expect from what may be a very harrowing week. Marie Dyberg, thank you for making time for us this afternoon. G'day. Not at all, Tim. G'day, Marie. Um, what chance does the shooter have of actually getting a sentence that, with the prospect of parole? Because you've got to wonder how, what, what else would it take for a non-parole sentence? We have never had a case of this magnitude before the courts before. We have had uh, situations where there have been multiple killings, uh, but again, not to the numbers in this regard. And in a lot of those cases, of course, the perpetrator uh, took their own lives and so they didn't come to trial. But it comes under the terrorism umbrella for a start. The numbers of the death, and also we've got to keep in mind there are a huge number of people who have survived but will be uh, permanently or very seriously uh, injured uh, for a very long period yeah. of time. So it has to be a factor that the judge will be weighing up. It may be something we don't know as yet, but it may well be something that the Crown will be submitting, ought to be imposed, and it's a sort of a case where you say, well, it's not so far out of reach that you do have to at least consider it. Mm. It would be a major step to impose life without parole on somebody of that age, despite the magnitude of the crime. Yeah. And also, uh, at this stage, we know as counsel, as lawyers, we look at some of the uh, clients or some of the people in jail and you think they're never going to get out. We know they're not. Uh, and it's up, of course, to a parole board always to question what is the risk. Yeah. And the actual risk for this person throughout the rest of his sentence yeah. is going to always be very high. Yeah. But to actually take away the prospect of ever getting out it's, it would be a big call. So, of course, you have reminded us all that he's not just facing um, sentencing on, on, on murder, but also um, countless um, attempted murders as well. Um, yes, of course. Uh, often you hear credit given for a guilty plea, but one does feel that that's like casting a pebble into a pond when you consider the magnitude of his sentence. Will his guilty plea be much of a factor for the judge to consider? It may well be a factor to decide whether or not uh, it signifies true remorse, and therefore if there's true remorse and insight into somebody's offending, then sometimes a guilty plea uh, will reflect that, and a judge, a sentencing judge, will take into account, did they plead, not just for convenience, I think, you know, put that to one side, but does it signify that this is someone who is capable of rehabilitation in the long run. So it is something where there has to be a positive consideration given. Mm. But again, what the judge is also entitled to weigh up and say, in, in a number of cases they do, and say, well, you pleaded guilty, but the evidence was so overwhelming, it really was inevitable because all you've yeah. done is spare the cost of a trial. So that's what the judge has to take into account. What does it really mean? Speaking of the judge, how does the judge stop him from using this as an opportunity to further spread hate? Well, the court, all courts do, but this court in particular, 
this judge does have a duty, as all judges do, particularly because in this offending it's against the Terrorism Suppression Act, to ensure that the sentencing is not a platform or used as a platform and is obliged to the extent that's possible to prevent it from being used as a vehicle to cause further harm. And what steps are in place in this hearing is that there is no live reporting of the sentencing. So it's not as if somebody, other people, there's real restrictions on who's uh, permitted to report the hearing. The only times that there's going to be any reporting is during the break so that the judge has the opportunity to hear what has been said in the courtroom, decide whether to suppress that information, what was said and what was done, and also then decide whether or not it is something that should be published. So yeah. that's quite a strong break yes. that has been imposed on the court proceedings. Do, do we take it from that that within the actual court proceedings themselves, given the stakes uh, as from the sentencing point of view are so high, do we take it that within the court itself, he actually will have a reasonable amount of freedom to say what he wants, given that the judge can suppress that um, the dissemination by media of those comments? No, no he'll still, even, even though that's in place, to have, have that sort of no live reporting, it, the judge um, and the court, they have to maintain the dignity of the court. They also have to safeguard against any further harm to victims. That's very much a significant part of sentencing. So all of those considerations mean that whatever is going to be said by him, if he's talking or whether he lets someone else do the talking, has to be relevant to the sentencing process. So no, in no case, even if you've got a lawyer, we are restricted from just simply saying what we like uh, because we've got uh, you know, uh, procedures and rules that say you can't say this in sentencing. So he will be restricted. So the minute he starts to say something that is outside reasonable sentencing yeah. pr- uh, protocol and procedure, then the judge will shut him down irrespective of the fact these pr- uh, yeah. proceedings because you've got victims here in court and the judge has got a safeguard that they are not brought into any further trauma, any further harm by listening to something that yeah. is devastating. Indeed. So that judge has got to look after the victims as well. I'm not sure if as an officer of court yourself you can make a call on this, but uh, what's your prediction? I can't. Okay. I really can't. <laughs> um, and yes, I know. And it's funny enough, it's um, something that I will flip-flop on. But uh, my big thing is, uh, what I'm thinking about is, will there be life without parole? I, I'm sure that this judge has got everything under control, that as best it can, this sentencing will go through smoothly. The significant part, of course, is the reading of the victim impact statements or, or hearing about that. Okay. But the big the big lotto, with or without parole. Marie Dyberg, appreciate you being on the program. Marie is a criminal defence lawyer. And remember, the sentencing for the mosque shooter starts tomorrow.